You're listening to a podcast from Riverview Church in Bowness, recorded during one of our Sunday gatherings. For more information about Riverview Church, or service times, or contact details, go to riverviewchurch.uk or find us on Facebook at Riverview Bowness. Good morning, everyone. Great to be with you today here in the church. Thanks for joining me. And uh, it's October. I can't believe that we're into October now, but uh, it's brilliant you've been able to join me today. And uh, Tom's finally let me preach again after that just epically long series that he did. Um, he was just totally hogging all the preaching. But uh, obviously I'm only joking because that series was amazing. And uh, I really hope you've all caught up with it because I believe that God was speaking to us as a fellowship. He was really speaking into our fellowship in this season right now so relevant and it was so so good so uh, yeah please go back and catch up with those messages and on the back of that I really felt that um, that God was speaking to me and stirring my heart about mission and uh, mostly about my and our attitudes towards mission so that's what I want to speak about today um, it's about our attitudes and our ideas towards mission and missionaries and obviously about what the Bible says about it and in the same way that we've been challenging our thinking to, uh, towards how we view the church and, uh, and our involvement in it, uh, it's, it's how it's not something that we go to, um, but it's something that we are. And uh, so that's why I want, I want to speak about mission and how that's relevant to the church, how it's relevant to us as well. So when I say the word mission, uh, what's the very first thing that comes into your head? For me, generally, without thinking too much about it, it's uh, overseas, it's ends of the earth, spreading the gospel and supporting the people who, who do it. And I could be wrong, but I think for many of us, um, that's the default of what our minds go to. It's something that we tend to put in a box, uh, something that some people feel called to, mis- to the mission field, uh, which is like an important place far away for special and more spiritual people to go. And for the rest of us, we just stay here and we support them and uh, in some way, but you know, we've got to get jobs and do normal stuff. And really, this is just not the case. Um, it's not that that's, uh, not a, that that's an incorrect biblical uh, concept in itself, but it's, it's a perception of mission that we've created and that we've let become ingrained so that it feels removed from us and not quite so relevant to everyone. And we talk about mission in general as something far away. And we generally focus our minds on this ends of the earth part of the scriptures uh, that describe our ultimate mission as part of the church and as part of his kingdom. But what I really want to challenge here today is, is something that most of you will have heard before. Um, and it's, it's really easy to say, we're all missionaries. This is our mission field as much as anywhere else uh, or anywhere abroad. And there's as much need for the gospel to be spread and preached here as anywhere else. Done. But, you know, maybe it's not so easy as that. It's, it's a very easy thing to say, um, but I don't really think we, th- we actually think like that. We expect that missionaries abroad, um, we expect that they would live in a way that reflects their purposes of going to that country. And do we live in a way that reflects our mission here? Do our jobs support our role as missionaries in our community? Uh, are we trying to fit Christ into our lives or are we trying to fit and, and mould our work and our commitments to support our, ministry, uh, our missionary roles 
as we live in Christ and shine his light to the world? That's a pretty big question. Do we actually live in a way that reflects our concept of overseas mission? Uh, do we try and fit this purpose into our busy lives or do we try and fit our lives into this purpose? Um, it's, that's a lot of questions and I'm going to try and expand this a bit. So the first thing I want to go to is what, what is our mission? Um, and I just want to start by looking at what the scriptures say about this and what Jesus said about this. And it's, it's taken back to basics really. What is our purpose and what is our mission? So if you want to look to Matthew 28, I'm going to start there. Matthew 28, 18 to 20. Uh, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And in Mark 16, 15, He said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptised will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And this is the great go of scripture, the great commission as it's called, uh, where Jesus tells his disciples to go into all the world. And while Jesus clearly meant this as he said it, uh, you know, go into all the world, We put great emphasis on the rest of the world, uh, and this is the challenge that I want to put today. It's a challenge to our attitude in the going. Isn't Bones part of all the world? Isn't it as important to go to somewhere down the road that we never go um, as it is to go abroad? And I think for most of us, the idea of mission or of missionary work has become something that, that some people have a specific calling to do to go to other countries and to share the gospel uh, and the rest of us just stay here and we, and we get jobs and we support them in the work. But this model uh, or this attitude isn't the sole meaning of go here. This is partly true and some of us will hear him call us to the other side of the world. But I think what Jesus is saying here is go out. You know the truth. It has set you free Don't sit on your hands. Don't sit back and rest on your salvation while the world around you perishes. There are people in Bones who will have been around church all their lives and they'll never have heard the gospel. In Acts 13, 47, Paul and Barnabas quote Isaiah. They say, for this is what the Lord has commanded us. I have made you a light for the Gentiles that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. Psalm 96.3 says, Declare his glory among the nations, his marvellous deeds among all people. And in 1 Chronicles 16.23, David declares, Sing to the Lord all the earth. Proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvellous deeds among all peoples. Of course, this, you know, scripture shows us that our chief purpose is to glorify God in everything that we do, um, to live in close communion with him, and to do his will, and to love him with all our hearts. Um, and scripture sets out pretty clearly that his will for the world is for everyone to hear the gospel. In Matthew 24, 14, says, And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. 
It's his will for everyone to have the chance to hear the truth of salvation through Jesus. And for some reason, he's chosen us to be part of how that happens. Um, that this message of hope would be declared among all peoples and that it would be delivered through us. So this sets out most of uh, what most of us would already say we understand about the purposes and uh, about our purposes and our goal biblically. But it brings us on to what we now call mission, uh, what, what we ourselves call it. I could spend quite a lot of time talking about the Go message and what it means. Should we all be going abroad to far-flung areas? Uh, Jesus didn't say stay, etc. You know, we could go on all day. But uh, what I want to focus more on is our attitudes towards mission because it it really affects the going. A few weeks ago, we we saw a great video uh, released that was telling us about Nigel Bainbridge and his family who are going to move to Hungary to work with the church there and to start a new church. And this is super exciting and amazing news and it's so important. Uh, I just don't want you to hear me wrong. Please don't hear me wrong. I am no way going to criticise them here. Um, It's so great that they feel God's calling to go there. And I know that Nigel has been working from afar with the church there. And we want to send them with our blessing and we want to support them in any way that we can. But I feel that this is where we're a bit stuck in our mindsets about mission. Because that's how we think of it. Um, This is now our traditional model. Somebody feels called and, and we stand aside and... Uh, politely clap and and offer them some financial support and prayer and it's a difference between go out and go everywhere else. I want to reiterate that uh, we totally support overseas mission and if he's telling you to go somewhere uh, somewhere else uh, we want to send you but what I'm trying to say here is where we are is no less of a mission field. It's no less important We should live our lives as missionaries. Missionaries in our homes, in our communities, and in our workplaces. And do our jobs support our role as missionaries to our community? Do we have the same attitudes about our positioning, where we are, as we would if we went on a specific mission abroad? I mean, for example, if we went somewhere else, uh, we'd get jobs which support our goals in that place. Um, which would be to interact with the community and to fund our, you know, monetarily fund our aims of spreading the gospel, essentially like the the tent making that Paul that Paul did. So, are we trying to fit the mission for furthering the kingdom into our work and commitments, or are we trying to fit our work uh, and our commitments to the purposes of furthering the kingdom? Are our jobs and our commitments helping support our missionary work in this community, which is declaring the gospel to this town? Um, At the moment, many of us would feel like it would be a big task mentally if God specifically called us to go to a mission field abroad. Definitely, most of us would. But, of course, it would be physically challenging in moving everything, and it would have different challenges like language barriers and all sorts, I'm sure. But it, wouldn't, it would seem a lot easier if we already acted and we thought in a way that meant we were already on the mission field. I mean, if he called us to go somewhere else, we'd be prepared because our attitudes would be that we're already in the mission field. It's just like we're going to a different one. 
it wouldn't seem like we're we're giving up our comfy lives for something else because we'd already given up our lives to God's purposes, to his mission, to his will for the world. And the fact that most of us would find this a really difficult thing to, to deal with mentally uh, and to even consider, I think that's pretty telling. And I feel that Jesus wants to challenge us today uh, in what we are doing and why we're doing it. What are the purposes? Are they, are they his purposes? Or are we doing th- things that are radically countercultural, Or is that just for missionaries? Do our jobs and the things that we do in our daily lives support our ultimate mission of living to glorify his name outwardly to our community? Or is that just for the mission field? I want to assure you that everything that I am mentioning today uh, and any challenge that I'm making is a challenge to myself as much as anyone else. It's what God's challenging me on and I'm, I'm just putting it to you. Even if uh, you're living in the place that you grew up, you know, we might come from here, um, we might be living in Bones, but Paul says that our citizenship is in heaven. And Philippians 3.20 says, as Christians, we don't belong anywhere anymore except with him. We have died to our old ties, to our tribe, to our culture. Our culture is now Jesus' culture, and our tribe is now our family, our church family. And these are our eternal brothers and sisters. And we may feel like we belong somewhere on earth, um, like it's home, but if he's called us to become his children, we don't really belong here anymore, because we belong to him. And as important as some of our cultural identities might seem, they should be completely secondary to this, uh, to being his children. You know, Scots, Irish, English, Welsh, British, Asian, American, African, black, white, male, female, all in any of these defining factors should be laid down as minor details when we are defined as children of God. Galatians 3.26 says, So in Christ Jesus you are all children of God through faith. For all of you were baptised into Christ. For all of you who were baptised into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew or Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. And I'm not saying here that you have to disown everyone you know and uh, give up all the culture or history of where you've come from. We can't change any of that, but it shouldn't define us anymore. It shouldn't be the defining feature of who we are anymore. In the same way that uh, our work and our jobs shouldn't define us, what should define us is whose we are. The truth of our redemption, our renewal, our salvation, new creation, Christ in me, the hope of glory, being called by Christ to follow, God has reconnected with mankind and he's displayed his incredible love for us by redeeming us through Jesus on the cross into glorious relationship with himself through the Holy Spirit that we might be citizens of heaven and live the rest of our days and eternity in his presence and in his glory. Wow, that's, this is the truth that should define who we are now. and It should continually shape us more and more to be more and more his until we go to be with him forever or until he comes back in all his splendour. And it's precisely because of this definition, it's precisely because 
above, of all of that, that we are missionaries. During this great series that Tom's just done on church, um, he was emphasising that we are the church to our community in whatever we're doing and that Jesus says we carry his light out into the world. What this means is that in the same way that you are church um, and that you are part of the church when you become a believer, you are also a missionary, whether you realise it or not. The church is all about mission. And if we're part of the body, the church, we're missionaries. And when we think on our salvation, and when we rest in his promises, when we trust in the hope that we have, and we remember how far he's taken our sins from us, how we're reborn and renewed, that definition of who we are in him, he didn't just do that for us. That light which now lives in you isn't just for you. He died for all. His intention is that that light shines out for all to see, near and far. And this is mission, that we would declare what he has done in our lives, that we proclaim his salvation day after day and declare his glory among the nations. And that means where we are right now as much as anywhere else. In this nation, we're living and working in that we would direct our resources to support our mission to the people of Bowness and of Scotland, we are missionaries. You're on mission. You're a missionary to this community. And Ephesians 5.8 says, For you were once in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of the light. 1 Peter 2.9 says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. This scripture was in the church series um, and we referenced it a lot because it's as relevant to church as it is to mission. That you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Yes, amen. I mean, we need to declare that, Lord. Jesus, commanded, Jesus' command of go means go out. Don't sit on your hands, don't sit on your salvation, which is the truth of the love of God and freedom for all mankind. Our lives are not meant to revolve around our usual daily business and we sort of fit Christ in and rejoice a bit that we're saved. It's his love that he's shown for us that compels us to go out, to shape everything else in our lives around this core foundation and to facilitate our mission of glorifying him with our all. Rather than trying to continue living with the same values and the same desires as the rest of the world for more things and money and satisfaction, we should use what He's put in our hands to fund and further our missionary work. And we tend to be so caught up in our careers and busy lives, living like the rest of the world with similar motivations, that we can easily lose sight of our very purpose. So we often pray, Lord, show me your unique purpose for me and when he's already shown us that his will for the world is in his word so we maybe should we maybe we should be praying lord you've shown us your unique purpose for the world empower me to go out and carry out this mission ignite in me a passion for the lost we need to think about the things in our lives do they define us are we letting our careers shape and define us or are we using them to facilitate 
our ultimate mission and goal in declaring his salvation to our community. That's what we would do if we went on a, a mission trip abroad. We would make the things around us that he's given us fit into the reality of being all for Christ and using them to enable our ultimate mission. And as I said before, I really I don't want to come across as belittling mission overseas here at all. Uh, we completely celebrate it. And if you feel a specific call to go somewhere else, uh, be it in this country or abroad, uh, respond and go out. We will support you and we will send you with our blessing. But if you're here, you're not just left behind. Uh, you're not doing your normal life so that others can get on with missionary work. You're a missionary to Bonaes. Um, even if you were born here, using your giftings to help facilitate your missionary work here in declaring his name, in shining his light in this place. Let's prepare and act in the same way as we would if, if he called us somewhere else with a specific purpose, because we already have a specific purpose and a specific mission. This mission is God's desire for the world. If we are able to realise that we are missionaries right here and right now, and we can start thinking like we're missionaries, if we use what he's put in our hands, I believe he'll do amazing works through us. I believe he'll do miracles here through us, and chiefly the miracle of setting captives free in our town as we declare his gospel of peace. Also, it won't be a shock at all if he calls us to go somewhere else, as we'll be mentally ready and working in the mission field. And this does all start with individuals, in our hearts and our attitudes. But we are the church, and we are missionaries. Uh, so it's not just your mission, it's not your task alone, it's ours, it's the church's mission, and we're in this together. And I just want to encourage you now, as missionaries here, as we seek to do God's work and his will in our community. That I was reading in John 4, um, after Jesus has been uh, talking and chatting with the Samaritan woman, and the disciples come up to him, and they're asking him to eat something, and they, they reckon he's going to be really hungry. And he says in John 4, My food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me, and to finish his work. And it's, that's a slightly odd statement. I mean, the disciples started thinking he's got some food like hidden away or something. But then he says this statement, My food is to do the will of of him who sent me. And what I think he's saying here when he refers to food is my nourishment, my satisfaction, my strength comes from doing the will of the one who sent me. And you know that feeling when you're really hungry and then you eat and you're full up and it's a satisfying feeling. Jesus got that from doing the will of the Father. He got that fulfilment. And I just want to pray that as we go out and as we do his will, as we direct our lives towards his purpose of proclaiming this incredible gospel to the lost and declaring the praises of the one who called us out of darkness, that we would be filled up, that we would be nourished, that we would be strengthened and satisfied by the Spirit in a way that we've never experienced before. And if you've never heard the gospel, um, we'd love to share it with you. Um, I've obviously spoken a little bit about it today and touched on some things today, but we'd love to share it with you in more detail. And please get in touch with us, with, with us through Facebook or by phone. We'd love to hear from you. 
Um, we'd love to pray with you. And in a nutshell, if you're searching, Jesus took the penalty that we deserved for every awful thing that we've ever done. And he took it so that uh, you could reconnect with God today and get to know him. He loves you and he wants to set you free and give you life. So reach out to him today. Ask him to come into your heart and ask him for forgiveness. And he will wash you clean and give you new life. So I'm just going to pray before I close. And uh, yeah. Lord, I just thank you for this message. I just thank you for all those who've joined me today. And I just pray that you would you would impact us with, uh, with your words here. That you would... Um, Holy Spirit, come into our lives. Ignite a passion in us for the lost. That we might be your missionaries and your workers in this place. That we would do your will and that you would satisfy our souls in the process. As we taste and see that you are good and your purposes are good. In Jesus' name, Amen. Bless you guys. Have a great week.